What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Family Chatters. This is episode 1.2. Mm-hmm. 1.2. 1.2. Uh, this is a season podcast. One. S- season one, <laughs> episode two, for all you uh, new listeners out there. Uh, if you listen in episode two, I, I think you're a new listener anyway. Because uh, there's only been one episode before this, so no man, I have elite followers. I'm on both, so I know, I know. <laughs> Technically, a pilot. Spoiler, doesn't get spoiler. Out. Andrew's back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, I killed the original Andrew in episode one. I'm a new Andrew now. <laughs> oh, we're getting the, the we're getting the, the real Andrew this time. That's right. So this is episode one point two. Uh, the name of the episode is Two Income Family. Air date was 9 29 1989. And uh, this is where we get the uh, the real Judy. Yeah. The real Judy. Jamie Foxworth. And before we go anywhere. Very close to Jamie Foxworth. Yeah, ex- yeah. Before we go any further, I'm Chad Fox Davis, the host. Uh, as always, my, my partner to my right. To everybody else's left, uh, Brian Quagan. Yeah, if you're listening right yeah, now, everybody I'm else who's outside of Cat's window. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening right now, I'm to your left. Uh, if if you're listening in mono, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the left channel. <laughs> yeah, and our special guest in the right channel. In, a, in the middle channel. Yeah, Andrew Morgan. What's up, everybody? Yeah. So we're gonna get right into this episode. Uh, uh, titled uh, Two Income Family. Uh, so right off the bat with the title of the, the, the show. Already annoyed. Already. <laughs> already. We kind of we kind of know what this episode is going to be about. This uh, is a little more nail on the head than the yeah, last the, the one. Yeah, the first episode, yeah. uh, the, the title threw us, threw us for a curveball there for a second. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but this one seemed to like hit the, the nail on the coffin here a little bit better. Uh, so like I said before, we get the uh, the real Judy comes back. So... Just from episode one to episode two, you get a completely different, uh, the same theme song, but you get a different uh, theme kind of montage. Because now they got to yeah, put Judy. Same Louis Armstrong theme song. Yeah, we we got to get we got to get the, uh, the the real Judy in here now. Right. Uh, so now you get uh, some different kind of clips with the real Judy. Yeah. Uh, in the in the show now, so you get a little bit of a different kind of theme uh, on this one when you're watching it. Those braids are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so right at the bat, at the beginning of this uh, episode, you get uh, Laura and Judy doing some math at the the kitchen table. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Judy is kind of at first tricking uh, Laura into doing her math problems for her. Right. Uh, she's because she was like, you know, what's nine times six? Uh, you know, fifty two. 54. I can't even do it now. Wow. Andrew, what's the nine, <laughs> nine times six? <laughs> you got it eventually, buddy. It's 54. What's nine times seven? 63. All right. Uh, so, yeah, they get a little back and forth with that. And, uh, you know, Laura's like, I'm not going to do your homework for you. Right. Uh, so you get Carl comes down. Like, 72. <laughs> yeah. Carl comes yeah. down. She even is. Yeah. Carl comes in and sits down. He goes, oh thought we'd do our homework together yeah and uh this is where you kind of get the gist of what the maybe what the the theme of the 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 whole show is going to be about uh because laura was like well dad's doing his bills 
yeah. I'm out of here. Following up on the theme of the pilot that he is cheap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They no one wants aggressively cheap. <laughs> Bill can't get out of the room fast enough when yeah. he's doing his bills. And that seems to be the theme of this like the, the, first the whole beginning, six minutes, beginning yeah. of this the, of this episode. Right. Is nobody wants to be around Carl when he does his bills. Right. They kind of hit it in like they hit it in the same way every time. Like, oh, are you doing the bills? <laughs> Never mind, I'm out of here. Well, that's because right. uh, the aunt comes in and uh, has little Richie with him, with her, and he's playing with little Richie or whatever. And she kind of look glances down and is like, "Are you paying bills right now?" And, and Carl's yeah. like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Well, give me that baby. I'm getting yeah. the hell out of here. Right, like, right. We don't want anything to do with you right now." Your grandma says. My medication, I can take that I at any time. Anytime, because Rachel gives her the <laughs> heads up. Yep, yep. Uh, so now you get um, Eddie comes down. And he doesn't. Old scheming Eddie. Oh, yeah, scheming Eddie. But he doesn't, he, he doesn't leave because of the bills. No, was a no he's on man on a mission. No, he, but he should have found mission. a way out at the end. Yeah. He, he's on a mission. Because of the bills. And he's on a mission for new shoes. Yeah. He needs some new high tops. Yeah. Now, because 1989, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar retired. So, so this actually, is, I don't know if he retired that year. So this is crazy because anyone look that up? Me and Brian Mine. went back and watched the first episode after we watched the second episode. Yeah. So he puts his feet up on the table, and he goes, "Look, I got the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's." Right. He's retired. It's embarrassing. I need the I need the Michael Jordans. Jordans, yeah, which. Back then, probably a lot easier. This Although is, the number that he says for 1989 money that is fucking crazy. This is gonna blow your mind for Jordan Andrew. Yeah. yeah, this is gonna blow your mind when I tell you this. Okay, episode one. Yeah, he had Jordans on. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Go watch this episode one again. Of he has he Jordans did. on. Of course he did. Because <laughs> they were probably like they're in Chicago. Of course he's gonna have Jordans. It, Back in or they're like, wear whatever you want. And Darius McCray is like, all right, I'm going to wear my Jordans. Back in <laughs> you know, because it goes well matching my vest and bullet tie. <laughs> but you also got to remember, back in 1989, they didn't have three jabronis sitting on a couch. That's right. Rewatching episodes one and two over and over again. Right. Where they're able and to. And noticing a completely <laughs> different daughter. <laughs> They Wait. had no continuity. Yeah, the daughters, the pr- not the problem, but the Jordans are because it go flies in the face of your weird Wait. plot. Can, they don't do that anymore. Like, when did they stop doing that? Being like, ah, no, who cares if people know? Let's just put a different actor in there, but we'll keep the character the same. This was like, the '90s. Nobody gave a shit about anything. Well, it, uh, they haven't done that in a long. The Fresh time. Prince of Bel Air. They changed the mom out. Yes, yeah, they did. Nowhere. That yeah, one so. was that big. was a hard that, turn. Yeah, that, that was one because she. Yeah, that was didn't a, even look anything like each other. Everyone was aware of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a crazy switch right Aunt there. Viv? Yeah, yeah. Who, who the fuck are you, lady? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone was very aware of that one. How'd you get light skin? This is nuts. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. So uh, Eddie needs a new pair of high tops, and uh, he needs the uh, the new Michael Jordans. Right. And uh, they're seventy dollars. Right. And which adjusted for inflation is fucking crazy. Well, I mean, this pretty much on par with they. I mean, it's on par with what they are now. I feel like you know Jordans are like two hundred dollars now, one hundred and eighty dollars. So. Uh, they're pretty much on par as what they are now. So for Family Chatter's heads, we talked about in the first episode, uh, <laughs> talking about references. Yep. 
This is where the first reference that I was like, hey, wait till episode two. Well, here the fuck we are, everybody. Okay. He, Carl makes a reference to, oh, yeah. to he says something like, I wouldn't pay $70 for sneakers if it wasn't for, and I forget. Lola Falana. Yeah, yeah. Lola Falana. Which I was like, I am a fucking pop culture nut. I've never heard of Lola Falana. I didn't and have time I to looked, look. I looked her up. Yep. Yeah. She's basically a fucking dancer, singer lady from the 70s who was, like, on just variety shows. Like, she wasn't even a big... Like, she was a star, but, like, she wasn't in, like, the traditional sense of, like, you could say, oh, yeah, she was on that TV show or she was in that movie. She was a Broadway actress. She had danced or whatever. Like, that's a deep cut by Carl Winslow. She'd be, like, like, compared to, like, probably, like, a fly girl. Like just like one a little more girls. class than that, but <laughs> sure. Whoa! Don't you disparage the good name of the Listen, Fly Girls? If he said Laker Girls, I could at least <laughs> up the fucking ante. Yeah, but I mean the Fly I know Girls. J Lo was a Fly Girl. Yeah, J Lo was one of the on. Fly Girls, but yeah. like like the variety show kind of thing, like where they were just dancing on different well, no, like, shows and stuff. It, that's a straight talent, not like filler. Like how um, they were on in Living Color, but like. The irony of it, too, where Aunt Rachel is from Tony Orlando and Dawn, and they probably were on the same variety show with this woman. And meanwhile, like, it's two different universes (laughs) where Aunt Rachel is Aunt Rachel and not a singer. (laughs) She's an author. I just went deep like Seth MacFarlane bullshit right there. Yeah, I know. You went way deeper than what me and Brian want to talk about right now. (laughs) What I do yeah. want to talk about. Can we get about, back to the Jordans, please? <laughs> yeah, inflation, it would be, that's the equivalent of $141.75. Yeah. Yeah, so it's right on right. par. That's actually a bargain. <laughs> you know, the Jordans would be bargain. more than that. Yeah. So oh, yeah, the I'll, 70 I mean, sounded low to me, Yeah. to be honest. I mean, $70 was probably a lot back well, then, though. I mean. As you can see, they want to make it seem expensive, but affordable based on what happens here. So uh, attainable, uh, you know, Carl's like, no, I'm not buying you. You know, your, your shoes are good. This and that. Right. And then he gets up. He goes, well, there goes my freshman year. Right. Like, okay. It's complete embarrassment. It's yeah. a teenage response to anything. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, Carl, so Carl's complaining about money as always. Right. Um, you know, and, and Harriet's Harriet comes walking in. And uh, they're talking about her uh, asking for a raise. Well, he complains about the food bills. The food bills, yeah. Does the, he the, have kids that he's unaware of? Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he, 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 yeah, that's true. He did say that. He goes, uh, do, do you have kids that I'm unaware of? Yeah. Uh, so then, you know, then he asks, uh, you know, maybe you should go in and ask for a raise. And this and this is where we find out if you're well, not a fan. The, he already just got a raise too, yeah. from the police department. Yeah, and that's right. And and she goes, uh, I didn't I didn't notice it or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Right, feel it at all. Yeah. Uh, so this is where we find out if you're not a perfect strangers fan. Yeah. Uh, what Harriet does for a living. Yeah. And uh, it kind of blew me away uh, that she was an elevator operator. Yeah. In 1989. So so old. So yeah. So old. So. Yeah, I, I I was like I didn't even know that job existed like at that time like right she I know got, that, I've, yeah. I've I've seen operators like in even in uh, manual like automatic ones I mean 
that right. hit the buttons for you. Right. That's but how the only much thing are you can... getting paid? Like that's a mad. That's what I'm saying. Like the '60s. That's right. that's so, got to be on par. Like, are um, you a two-income family if you're if someone's an elevator operator? Well, that's why she needs to go and ask for right. a raise. And because... she worked at the police academy. Like, she, obviously, I'm jumping ahead slightly, but like, she worked at the police station. Couldn't you have just? Gone back to the police after Right Like why did you go straight to elevator work I don't know But uh Especially if your husband So Is a cop Is a cop She's, she's on a mission now Yeah to, use fucking nepotism Jesus Christ She's on a mission now to go ask for a raise uh, At her job Because according to uh, Carl She is the best damn uh, uh, elevator, elevator operator, operator yeah. at at the newspaper place. And she's the only elevator and that, operator, and that's what yeah. she responds with. I'm the only party. Har. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, skip to the next, uh, you know, next scene. Um, Eddie is once again trying, uh, trying to get new shoes. Um, and this is where uh, Carl Scheme and Eddie Scheme and Eddie yeah uh, puts a quote on him. And the quote was, uh, there once was a man who was sad because he had no shoes. Then he met a man with no feet. Right. And then Eddie responds back with, do I know this man? Yeah, did I meet this guy? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know the guy with no feet, (laughs) so I'm unaffected. (laughs) Yeah. So... Uh, That's a good argument. Do you you guys have any, like, kind of, like, quotes like that that... Like maybe your dad or somebody in your life mm. has said to you uh, that kind of sticks in your head a little bit. I mean, that's a quote that wouldn't stick in my head because it's way too long for one. Right. Um, I think I've actually heard that one before. Family, I, no, I've never family matters, it. but yeah, because you yeah. know my dad or other people of that ilk, especially when I was in like Boy Scouts, they always try to hit you with some motto. And I was in Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, and it's like you always get that like. You know, almost like Miyagi-isms yep. in a way, because it's the same time period where you get like that, you know, uh, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, <laughs> teach a man to fish, he, you know, can eat forever or whatever. Yep. Like those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that probably sticks out. I used to get, um, don't you sass me, boy. That's, that's so just that more might have like, been a, like a precursor to domestic <laughs> violence. That's uh, just a threat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, not a, that's, no, not, no, that's not a wisdom. There's no philosophy <laughs> behind that. Yeah. All, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, everybody. Uh, one I did have that was a pretty good one was a geometry teacher, Mrs. Phelps, used to always say, excuses are the nails we use to build houses of failure. Oh, all right. That one That's stuck a good one. Me. Yeah, that That's one always stuck one. with me. Um, I don't think I really had like my dad. Really, really my dad's really not a wisdom kind of guy. Mm. So I really didn't get any kind of any kind of wisdom quotes like that from my dad. Uh, I'm trying not even my grandfather or anything. Like I don't think I had any kind of wisdom things coming up in my. Uh, so you turn to sitcoms for for your yeah I get my all my, I get all my wisdom from uh, sitcoms yeah so hey man they're full of them every week you got to learn a new lesson so yep. <laughs> you do and uh, we'll, we will soon find that out that every week we do find out a lesson uh, from all these episodes um, so uh, yeah the Eddie, lesson I learned in this one is why the fuck doesn't Aunt Rachel work yeah. <laughs> Why is she stuffing envelopes? You got a kid to feed, bitch. We, You're getting free rent. We all know from from episode one. She's, she's just working on that her. book. 
She's <laughs> writing that book. Yeah, sure. And she will. And her husband died, which <laughs> means she probably got life insurance. <laughs> so what the hell are you doing, Rachel? <sighs> All right. Rachel is just a freeloading. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. She's a freeloader. Yeah. She tries to help. We'll get there. But, <laughs> you know. So. In her free spirited weird way. Uh, we get um, Harriet uh, is is asking for a raise uh, with her with her boss. Yeah, and, Carl's uh, bright idea. Yep, Carl's bright idea, Mister Seeger. And uh, she says, uh, you know, I've been here, you know, long. You know, maybe I can get a raise or whatever. And hey, you don't actually see the scene, but was that? You don't actually see the Rays asking. See no, 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 no. She just comes home. Well, she comes home and she explains it to uh, Carl how how it happened. Because you know he, the first thing he says to her is like, you know, you know how to go. And uh, she was like, um, he gave me this. You know, after she explains w- what she had said, uh, he had gave me this, and it gives him like this piece of paper. It's a check. And he looks at it and goes, please tell me this is a bonus check. Right. And she goes, no, that's a severance check. Right. Right. Uh, I, I got fired. And uh, she got a severance. Yeah. For being an elevator <laughs> yeah, operator. She's been there for a yeah. while. You hard she was the best one. severance anywhere. So. Uh, to be honest, I'm surprised she didn't have a pension. Right. Because there's, I feel like there would be a union of <laughs> elevator operators that she'd be like the last one, yeah. and they bargain like the for last a pension. Living elevator operator, yeah, yeah. Oh man, so very heartbreaking. So Eddie's still in the room, and yeah. uh, when she when he when he goes, you know what's going on? Uh, Carl uh, Harriet says I got fired. So Eddie, you know, being the Eddie that he is, says from your job. <laughs> And then Carl, Carl responds classic. back with, no, no from a from cannon. A cannon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was, that was funny. That was I, legit really I funny. I feel like the pace of this episode versus episode one really starts to pick yeah, up. Like, yes. they really get the sitcom rhythm down. Yep. They might have changed up directors or showrunners or something to where they really they start to hone it. No. Yeah, I think the uh, the timing is a lot better in this one. Hundred percent. I think in the first one, uh, me and Brian maybe picked out one or two spots where the grandmother had good, really comic uh, timing. Yeah. Uh, but I think the comic timing is a lot better than this one. Right. Uh, even with the kids, um, with with uh, Judy and um, Laura, I think they both have like good comedy timing in this one too. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, we find out that Harriet is. Um, has been fired, and uh, the whole family. Way finds to go, it. Carl! Yep, pretty much they blame it on Carl. Yeah, uh, she blames it on Carl, right? Because he knew their secret operation to that they've been waiting to yeah. fire her for years. Yeah, yeah exactly. To yeah. go automated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really what it's like. No, they just didn't have the heart to fire Harriet. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So should be gone. <laughs> yeah. So the whole family finds out, you know, Aunt Rachel and everybody finds out. Aunt Rachel comes in and says, you know, I can do whatever I can to help out the family and this right. and that. And this is what the theme of the pretty much the whole episode is, is how the family all comes together yeah. uh, in a time of need. Right. And uh, they all come together and uh, and try to you're going to we're going to run into different situations where. Uh, everybody in the family kind of lends their hand in in the situation. 
Um, so now you got Aunt Rachel uh, and Judy and uh, Laura stuffing envelopes. Yes. Which I've never even heard of. Is that a job? Oh, yeah. Well, it used to be. I mean, did it pay well? No. No. No, no it'd be minimum wage. Or yeah. or buy the, the envelope. I'm not even joking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they're, 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 they have an assembly line. Oh, I don't know. What, I, what do you think? I was a manager of this stuff back then? <laughs> you seem to know a lot about it. Hey, man. Uh, but so envelopes. They're at the kitchen table. By the way, you buried something oh, in did the I? lead up for this. Oh, the wall? Because. Let's it, do it. Because it seems to be a common theme and we haven't quite gotten there yet okay is the financial troubles of the home is yeah. not just food based so uh, she's she walks in harriet yeah. when they had that original conversation saying the car needs a tune-up oh and yeah now yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah, get yeah. into the later conversations to where things just Very start important. to get fucking bananas i, I missed I, I must have missed that part Very I important. Uh, catch that uh the car needed a tune-up part. Yeah, that's a little foreshadowing of what, what's going to happen later on. And yes. the tune-up in a can didn't work. Ooh, but spit up <laughs> back at her. So you got the girls stuffing envelopes, yes. assembly line style. Yes. Um, you got one stuffing, you got one licking, and you got one putting it in the box. Right. Um, they're they're working. They're doing doing a great job. And then all of a sudden, Judy goes... It was fold, stuff, yeah. seal. There you go. Fold, yeah. stuff, seal. And then Judy looks at a stack of papers and was like... What are these? What are these? Yeah. And then that's when uh, the aunt goes... Uh, that was the other half of what goes in the envelopes. Yeah. So, so everything they've done had to be on... Reverse. Reverse now and go in the backward direction. Uh, so that was the little scene that you got there. No... You know, just to them stuffing envelopes and stuff. Right. Um, also, two different color paper. It's very poor planning on the <laughs> on the people who are packaging these things of what they want done. It's like, okay, <laughs> one bright pink piece of paper and then just whatever white paper to follow. Uh, so now uh, we get a, the Harriet goes job hunting. Uh, so uh, Harry is going out and she's hunting for jobs. Um, she's pretty much down at this point. Uh, really lacks a lot of confidence. Yep. And um, we, we we don't know what, what's going to happen because uh, she just she's down on her luck right now. Can't find a job. Um, no matter what. Um, and, but Carl Carl's right there for Carl. Yeah, Carl's a good husband. Well, of course, yeah. because she. She, like, quasi-blames him, so he has to be this over-supportive, over-the-top version of, like, you got this. Yeah. You supported me when I needed you, You and now I'm going to support Yeah, exactly. So uh, now you get Scheming Eddie coming back down after, you know, Harriet leaves. Yeah. Here comes Scheming Eddie. Just the mall part. Wants some shoes. And uh, wants wants his mom to take him to the, the mall. Right. After she's been looking for a job all day. <laughs> so now, at this point, this is where you get Carl going. The only way you're going to get new shoes is if you use your own money. Right. And that's when he goes, $70 for shoes? Yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Right, yeah. Oh my, <laughs> my own money. Yeah, my own money? Like, come on, Dad. Come on. Yeah. Uh, 
And then so after that, and he little, has a job. Yeah, I, it's not like he's just on allowance, by the way. Yeah, no, no, he has a job. I guess he's a bag boy. I mean, that was what we got from the theme, the theme song. Uh, that he was a bag boy somewhere. Bag boy, bag boy. What, what you gonna, gonna do? do? What you gonna <laughs> do with the hugest produce? <laughs> so, um, I've been drinking. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> We've all been drinking. Um, Eddie, Eddie goes back upstairs. You know, stomping his feet or whatever. Uh, here comes Harriet back in the door at the new staircase, by the way, and the new set oh, we from got the episode new to one got, to episode we two. We got the we got the, the real living room. Now. Yeah, the the future one that's going to keep persisting. Yeah. They don't change <laughs> it again for a while, right? Or ever? I don't think ever. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Harriet coming back in, and Harriet. Uh, oh, uh, Carl's like, oh, that wasn't that long, and uh, she goes, I didn't make it that far. The the car, it's dead. Yeah, it broke down. Died. Yeah. And he left the car in the middle fire. of the road? That's, yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. She didn't mention at front that it was on fire. Well, that, that, that was like, because he goes, um, he goes, uh, did you, uh, yeah, he you left it in the middle Eddie, of the road? Yeah, he tries to get Eddie to go and so push he goes, it back. Eddie, come on down. We're going to go push it. And she goes, oh, did I mention it's on fire too? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what the hell's going on with this car right now? It just like blew up out of nowhere. Yeah. And she didn't you know, mention because they didn't get that tune-up that they needed because they didn't have the money. Now the car just spontaneously bursts into flames. That dollar fifty spark plug, right? Exactly. That you needed to put in there. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure Eddie could have fixed it. Right. Uh, put a spark plug in there somewhere. Sure. It was just a tune-up, but um, yeah. Because well, he was doing random chores around the house. Apparently, he just didn't get to, to automotive detail <laughs> at that point. <laughs> so uh, we cut to the next scene. And uh, grandma's making dinner. Yeah. And uh, she said, it's time for everybody to come in here. Don't worry about it, Harry. I got dinner. Now, she, she grabs this pot. There's, they're feeding seven people. Yeah. The very first thing in my, in my head was, what the hell is in that pot that's going to feed seven people? Well, Because it wasn't a very big pot. The other thing is that they complement <laughs> what is already on the table before they get to the main course. Because... The tune changes real fucking quick. Oh, no, it does. Yeah. So, but they're like, I love how they're marveling. Like, ooh, cornbread. Ooh, I love red jello. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, you low bar family. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, obviously, now comes the... Uh, the, the depression the, speech. Yes. Uh, she talks about how she went through the depression. And that's why uh, she goes, this whole meal I made for... One dollar and seventy nine cents, or something like that. Yeah, some very low number. I think it was maybe three. But yeah, it's yeah, three dollars, whatever it was. A very yeah. low number. And because uh, it's what it's mashed turnips and well, the, yeah, we don't get to that yet. Bacon, because we get Carl. but it's not even bacon meat. It's just the juice. Yeah. it's just the grease. Carl, Carl goes, uh, "That's my mama," or something like that. You know, of knowing how to you know you know save a stretch out a meal, stretch out a meal or whatever. And that's when she goes into her depression speech. Saying that they didn't have much, and they had to be able to do that, and then so to then, recap in an episode and a half, yeah, Mama was a maid of some sort or a <laughs> nanny for monarchy, yeah. but also had to feed a like a family of five during, during the, the depression. depression. It's a hell of a life. She did it a lot. Yeah, because uh, so this is 1989. Carl's probably about 40. So yeah. 
He didn't live during the Depression. No. So who the what the hell was she doing during the Depression? Was she cooking the meals for her family when she was a child? I'm very, I'm all over the map on this the one. The timeline's a little off a little yeah. bit, but... Um, what we do learn is, is grandma goes, has been through a lot. Yes. Um, depression. And then she says, uh, after the depression was the war and she's going on and on about yeah. how, how the banks they didn't have uh, any, messed up. They, and, they yeah. didn't have any money back then. So she knows how to stretch the dollar. So then Carl heavy. hits, hits that. <laughs> Heavy one-liner that you get with these shows. What was that? When they pass out the food. I don't remember it. No? I don't think so. He's, she does that whole speech. It's like, here's the food. And it's like, oh, well, now I'm depressed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The classic. Oh, yeah. I do remember Classic that. Because, sitcom line. Because Eddie Hanser's played over first. Yeah. And it's just like a bunch of slop. It's, yeah, exactly. And he goes, what's this? And she goes, it's mashed turnip and bacon. And he puts his fork through it. And like, somebody there's goes, no I don't, meat in here. I don't see any bacon in here. Yeah. And she goes, I use the juices because yeah. we can use the meat for other, pro, uh, for other meals meal. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so they're all like, you know, looking gloom and glum over this meal now. Yeah. And uh, I think one of them takes off, right? Well, Eddie takes off. Rachel tries the food to try to like salvage what yeah, she yeah. loves on. turnips. Yeah. yeah, she oh yeah, she goes, she goes. I love turnips. She bites into it and she says, Ugh. "I think it was maybe parsnips." Parsnips. Yeah. Who the fuck eats parsnips? I've, I've never, never eaten, eaten either. So. I've had turnip before. I love turnip. Oh yeah, you uh, love turnip. I love turnip. How often do you have turnip? Um, probably about four or five times a year. Wow. Love, love Is that it. like a family Steamed thing? Steamed turnip. Did you have it as a kid? Uh, yes. We had it at Thanksgiving every year, uh, but I would just randomly cook it. Did the depression hit hard up in Maine? <laughs> well, we were Maine, dude. We, we didn't have much. <laughs> it's always depression We here. farmed our own food up there, dude. Come right. on. And turn up. Turn it's up. lobster four out, of, four out of five days, and then the other ones. You know turnip. who really liked turnip? Little John. <laughs> yeah. Turn up Turn for up what? Turn up for what? <laughs> I'm going to get you that shirt now. I'm going to make that for Dude, you. Dude, that could be a shirt for yeah. the, the podcast right there. <laughs> Turn up for it's what? It's just Rachel's face when she's taking the bite. <laughs> Turn up for <laughs> what? Turn up for what? <laughs> Weren't we just talking about what would get us sued? <laughs> I'm willing to go for it, though. I'll, I'm, uh, I'm all in on that one. You can check us out on Merch Pump uh, probably in a couple months. <laughs> Turn up Merch for what? Method. <laughs> uh, yeah, so n- none of them wanted to eat this stuff. No. Um, Harriet leaves. Harriet leaves. Uh, she goes outside and Carl. She's offended. Yeah. Carl. F- I think she's just bummed. I think she's just bummed. Well, because the, well, the grandma, like Mama Winslow keeps going like, like <laughs> over and ahead. over and over. Like, because yeah. she leads Grace or whatever. That's right. The prayer. The she prayer. just kept on hammering that Harry didn't have yeah, a job. Give her Lord the strength her the to strength keep looking for jobs day after day after day and getting turned down day yeah. after over day. and over. And yeah, then yeah, and she's then that's what beating on her. Harriet kind of walks out onto the porch, and Carl follows her out there. Right, and uh, they have another heart to heart, which we've it's seen. Actually, really sweet. Yes, it like, was. I yeah. mean, in the last couple of episodes, in the last two episodes, right off the bat, we find out that. Carl is a really genuine, like, really good dude. He's a sweet father and husband. Yeah. He's stern. He's good at 
making the turn yeah. between like being upset about something and then knowing when to dial it down yeah. Yeah. and and really kind of hitting the point very easily. Yep. It's impressive. Um, As a dad, that's very impressive. Yeah. Because a lot of times I will, you know, go from being on 10 because my kids are out of control or something happens in the house and you're just like, you have to dial it back and try to like prove a point or make a lesson out of stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously that is where things come from for sitcoms all the time. So I get them more now probably Yeah. now that I have young kids. But at the same time, like it's not exactly how it happens. Uh, this is where we also find out that uh, Harriet did work for the police station. Yes. Uh, because uh, And graduated the police academy uh, just to do clerical work. Didn't know that was a thing. Hey, well, I, I, me neither, but we, we do find that out. Maybe it was just an added thing that she wanted to do along with, you know, being a clerk or whatever. But we, we do find out that she did pass uh, the, the exam and everything. And yep. then she did work. Obviously, that's where they probably found each other is at the police station. I would think. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean... That would make sense. Yeah, we don't know that sense. to this point, but it's probably either they were together and he may have suggested, like, hey, why don't yeah. you come work here and got her maybe. in? Oh, no, no, maybe or, or it's the opposite, yeah. where they met on the job, yeah. Um, so this is where we also find out that there has been a security job uh, opening. Yes, um, with at, management experience. At, it's a, at a the security new, same place, right? Yeah. At the, at yes, the at the Chronicle. The Chronicle. Um... So, this I can't remember how it's brought up, but me and Brian were talking about it when it happened. Uh, it was a great line where um, Carl, I don't know what the setup was, but the, the line was, um, if you have a great product, it sells itself. Yeah, because she yep. says to Carl, you know, because he's basically selling this idea to her that she can do whatever she wants because she's fully capable. She doesn't have to just settle for trying to look for elevator stuff. Yeah. Um, So he basically, you know, does this rah-rah speech, essentially this emotional encouraging speech. And she goes, you know, I know you're a cop, but you're, you totally should have been in sales. Yeah. And so that's where that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that was the lead up to it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a great one, you know, one liner on his part. Uh, really hit the the heart on that one. You should really kind of bookmark all these because if you're doing all these episodes, like see how many times that that swing on the porch really comes into play. The swing on the porch moment <laughs> that like you should get that sponsored. You should look into that now, like by like patio plus furniture or something, whatever, like just to be like, you know, sponsor it. You know, or Lowe's or somebody, whoever makes fucking <laughs> swinging furniture nowadays. Be like, yeah, this is this is the patio moment brought to you by Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that pa- the, the, that swing gets a lot of action, I think, uh, throughout this whole series. Oh, I bet. Um, the the Winslow's are freaks. Yeah. Um, so we're going to cut to the scene where Harry uh, shows up for the job interview. Uh, the, her former boss. Uh, well, I, I guess it's her former boss, yeah, yes. Mr. Seeger. Uh, didn't realize that she was there for the for the the interview. Yeah, he's just happy to see her. Yeah, and she's you know seems like a legit dude, but at the same time, like I'm like he's kind of creepy, like not creepy, but kind of like I don't know. I, I got a kind of bad vibe from him, mm. but he seemed like a legit good dude. He gets he gets that 
that little bit of leeway, considering that you are what you already know about him is that they didn't fire her they all didn't this time. Fire, right. Yeah. So you figure the relationship is strong. He has you know some consideration for her and likes her. That's always been the like conversations that's kind of happened this whole time. Is that they really like her down there? Yeah. Not so, to mention, if you watch Perfect Strangers, you get that idea too. So, so basically, she's like, "I'm here for the, you know, I'm your next interview." Can I think it's also important to know this is the first like external, like this is the first like scene not in the house. the house. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. With a person that's not in the family. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think. No, no it, it definitely so, yeah. is. Yeah, because the, they the didn't leave the house in the, last, in the first episode, no. and it's the last Perfect Strangers tie-in too. Is I'm it? Sure. Yeah, I'm surprised that they there was no Larry or Balky moments in this. I mean, you got them on your voicemail, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but he yeah, I'll he... call him up. I'll, I'll be like, "Hey, Bronson, man, why, why did, did they never do the crossover <laughs> in yeah. reverse, man? You're trying to launch something here." Yeah. <laughs> By the way, no, as far as like spinoffs go, I know I'm going to get off on the rails, yeah, but figure we're very early on. This is probably a good time to have the conversation. Best spinoff ever? This? Yeah. Um, I need to think more about what Yeah, what's I mean, I would have to do my was bit. like a spinoff of Soap. That was a big deal. But I wasn't, you know, alive for that, um, really. I watched more kind Mindy. of reruns. <laughs> it's true. Morgan Mindy. Morgan Mindy was a good one. Laverne loves Chachi. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. was also a happy days spinoff. Yeah. So that that was probably the biggest. It's probably neck and neck. I'd probably go that way. Yeah. I mean, they don't do spinoffs that often anymore. No, it's very it's, much. It's not pretty a rare. Thing. Rhoda uh, they did, was um, like a big like thing big Bang for being Theory. They did the, the Young Sheldon. Yeah, I don't. Spin-off. I don't consider like it is a spinoff, but like it's not a it's separate a character one. thing. Like different, that doesn't different world was a spinoff of the Cosby Show. Yeah, and we went through that yeah. one because uh, uh, we did the Paddleton episode yeah. of of the Nomcast where you're like um, not watching different worlds. Yeah. Me some Sinbad. I'm, I'm trying to Kadeem Hardison's in uh, in Paddleton. Yeah, sixth, I, I mean from the Sixth Man fame, <laughs> the Sixth Man. I, I guess the only thing I can think of recently that did a, a Goldberg's did a spinoff where they had Lainey. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys watched Goldberg's. Or I not. don't. I've seen one episode actually very recently. Oh, all right, okay. Well, uh, one of the girlfriends of uh, the main character uh, has a spinoff now of her own show. Mm. So. Um, I guess that's the the most recent spinoff, but I would I would think Family Matters has got to be up there. It's got to yeah. be at least top two or three. It has to be. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, it was bigger than Perfect Strangers. For I know sure. that's the outrageous part, right? It went uh, as far as like longevity. It went a year longer than Perfect Strangers did, and Perfect Strangers was a huge hit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like if there was any like kind of like animated shows that were spinoffs that were big. And I really can't think of any. Like, the Cleveland show is the, the only Cleveland one. The Cleveland show is big. <laughs> yeah. And you got uh, Be- Bees and Byhead uh, was um, dire, dire, Diary or whatever her name was. She Daria. Diary. Yeah, there yeah. you go. She had her own spinoff. Well, and technically, the, the Simpsons is a spinoff of Tracy Ullman's show. Yeah. So. I'm, yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of like a byproduct. It was a byproduct of it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a little different. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, Thank you. If if the listeners <laughs> the listeners have any spinoffs, go ahead and comment. Yeah. Uh, find our find us on the Facebook 
page or whatever and uh maybe uh shout us out on Twitter or something and let us know what your favorite spin off is because um ooh, I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking family matters right now. Well, actually, I'll I'll tell you a good one. Frasier. I didn't watch it. Frasier yes. was a huge spinoff of Cheers. That's Cheers. the that biggest Frasier. I knew, what, biggest I knew what the spinoff it's, was, but that's neck and neck with something like this, yeah. especially because of they both were such such wildly successful. Yeah, shows. Yeah, so that's that's a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough. Frasier, I would. I mean, Urkel's a bigger, more pop character that made that show pop, but. I I think Frasier's a better show. No offense to you guys. I realize I'm in the pit here. No, no, but, no. But no. uh, you know, but you know, it's right up there though. Yeah. Um so basically she goes in for the interview and she she immediately gets shut down. Yes. Like, you know, he's like this is not your type of job. You don't it's have the kind managerial. Of a dick. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to like he he was kind of being a dick. Mm. But at the same time like he seemed like he was a good dude like he was like, I'm trying to be nice about this, but you're unqualified. Like, you basically... Yeah, but basically, you're unqualified. This is not your type of job. Okay. This and that. Um, you know, you don't have any married managerial skills. Right. Um, he was pointing out, out your, what was wrong, but he was kind of Out of your league. It. Here's the thing. They're out bo- of your league. That was another thing that he right. said. Here's the thing. He's kind of right. No, he, he is. is right. But... Obviously, it sets up a much larger scene to come or a, a moment to come where she has to stand up for herself. Well, and, this is, yeah, and this sell is sell herself the way that Carl kind of pr- poached it, you know, uh, pitched it to her prior. And yeah, this, this is like the best acting that we've seen so, so far. So far, yeah. In, yeah, it's actually this, the most engaging scene. Probably. So basically, Mr. Seeger was like, um, you know, can you please tell the next person to come in for the her interview or right. their interview or whatever? Right. She kind of opens the Which door hurts. up. That and hurts. she kind of like turns around. You're like, all right, here comes the moment. Right. Here it comes right here. You're going to see Harriet. Yeah, let's yeah. do this. And she does. This is her coming out party. Especially She's great. This is her spinoff, baby. This is this is a, the, probably the best scene I've seen in the two episodes. And she's um, one of the best characters yeah, for sure in the whole show, and she just kind of lays into him and, and tells him the reality of it all. Right, you know, you don't tell me, you know, you you say I don't Mrs. have any Harriet managerial Winslow. skills or whatever. Right, uh, you know, this is what I do. This is, you know, because he said something about you know I don't see it on your resume. Right, and, you know, that's not where you're gonna see it. You know, almost. Uh, no, she work. says it's on there. He he said the line. Oh, what was it? She, oh yeah, she's like it's. She's like I have that experience. Oh yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. on your resume. And she's like it's right there. Yeah, it's so Mrs. Mrs. Harriet. Winslow. Mrs. Harriet. I have that written down. Yeah. in capital letters. Yeah, Mrs. Harriet Winslow. Yeah. you talk to you want references. You talk to Judy. You talk. <laughs> you talk to Laura. You the talk first to Judy. You talk to Eddie. Not, not the second Judy. Not the yeah. first yeah, Judy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk to Judy yeah. again. Judy Don't contact too. her anymore. <laughs> you go back in time and talk. She's to the dead. Dogs. You can't find her. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he talked to Valerie. Don't talk to Valerie. You t- you talk to them. You talk to Balky. <laughs> Don't talk to Balky. Yeah, you talk to them. They'll let you know. He just pops in. He's like, "Don't be ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. this woman." Yeah, you talk to them. They'll let you know. Yeah, you know what my skills are, and you know the true person that I am, and you know the number. And here's the thing: in any other profession, too. How long was she at the police station to to 
get the get the nod there. I know she passed the the academy. four months. And how long was she an elevator operator? Ten years. Right. So even if she passed, a little outdated. Maybe a little, little behind the ball. Maybe. So I'm for her. the moment hits hard. Yeah. But in the back of my head, I'm like. This could go either way. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is this is a toss up right now. Yeah, it's a sitcom. It, I know where it's going, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't blame you, Mr. Seeger. I mean, he has. A, I mean, he has to run a business. Yeah, and he has to put the best person in it's that position. security for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. Uh, a lot of people under, like he already, you know, already said a lot of people under you, you, you know, working for you, right? You know, this and that, and. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have hired her. I mean, even after the speech. In reality, I probably wouldn't have hired her either. <laughs> but sitcom wise, you have to hire her. Of course. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, after that scene, uh, Harriet comes home and uh, tells Carl about the interview. Yeah, she's gone a long time. She, go- she goes, uh, I walked in there and told him. Is this the scene where he, well, she goes, I, I walked he, in there. He's and said, concerned because she's been gone so long. She's yeah, gone yeah. for like five hours. Oh, yeah. And then she point. goes, yeah, yeah, And yeah, she yeah. was like, yeah, no, the interview took only this amount of time, yeah. a very short amount of time. But then I was so Got a double hyped feature. about it that I went to go watch a double a feature. Double feature, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, basically tells him, you know, I didn't get the job. You know, they didn't hire me. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> And then, you know, Carl's being the lovely husband that he is, is consoling her and, and this and that. Um, and Eddie comes down. Because, again, and Carl's comes, idea that backfires, quote, unquote, they think at this point. Yeah. And here comes Scheming Eddie. Yep. Coming down the stairs, Scheming waving some Eddie. money in his hand. By the way, this, I know you were saying uh, you thought, like, best performance, all the other thing with the moment with Mr. Seeger, yeah. all that. This, this is the chill scene. Yeah. This is the one, to me, that's... Uh, stands out to me. Yeah, it kind of gives cool me scene. that great vibe, kind of like last episode. Which uh, <laughs> I feel that emotional this, bunch. This Eddie one comes, makes me a little uncomfortable. And Brian, we'll you, you want, Brian, I want you to tell us about this scene. All right, so, so Eddie's coming down the stairs with the seventy dollars. Eddie's waving the money around. Right, the whole show he's been hassling. He needs the seventy dollars for the high tops. So he's like, "Dad, I did it. I worked overtime at the market and I got the seventy dollars." Like he's super proud. And the family's super proud of him, uh, Carl and, and Harriet, and they're like, and he's like, well, I guess you're going to be getting those high tops. And he's like, you know what? I, I finally get the no, I get the no feet man story or whatever. And he's like, and I want to contribute this towards the the bills. Like, I, and, and Carl's just like, cool, thanks. Like, yeah. And he just takes it. Not even yeah. like, no, we'll handle it. We're the adults. You're 15. Right. Like, I get it. The gesture from Eddie, like, is super cool. And I know, and it was probably genuine. He wants right. them to take the money. But, like, you'd think they might be like, you keep the money, you earned it. Nope. He just says, thanks, Eddie. Well, and, <laughs> and, 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 any, and any other, yeah. epi- and any other sitcom, the dad, well, she's been the out dad would have been the dad would have like no keep the money you 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 earned it you deserve it right and again she's an elevator operator like how bad yeah, I know they were hurting but... for a few weeks when she got a severance pay yeah right and he's too. legit made seventy dollars in what maybe in a, a couple days no 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 this is a few weeks she's this been is out a of work. few yeah. weeks that she's yeah. been out of work yeah but 
Yeah, I mean, in other, any other sitcom, so in you would bag boy wages. This has been it, brewing for a bit. So in any other sitcom, you would really would see the dad. Head. The dad just be like, "No, keep the money." Even if the, the right. even if the son would give it back and say, "No, you really you keep it." Right. And then that's the time when he would take it. But Carl did not care at all about giving that money back to him. Yeah. He just took it and said, "Thank you." Yeah. And that was it. Like. Straight Which, cash, homie. You see the amount of people he's got to take care of in that house and has been having to take care of in that house with just an elevator operator salary to supplement it. Well, that's what I was saying. Aunt Rachel, I mean, fuck I mean, you. I don't care. You already got the little ones watching your kids when you just <laughs> are randomly in and out of the home. Yeah, where is she coming from Go all work. the time? Why is this a two-family <laughs> income episode? It should be three from the jump. <laughs> The fuck are you doing? What Waiting about to stuff envelopes? What about the fuck? Sell a book, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Do what, something. The fuck? What about the just the six pack? The fucking sixty pound bags of turnips they have in the fridge. Oh my like god! Only Those thing. turnips are massive when they walk into that kitchen. So, too. so before they do that, uh, <laughs> our Rachel comes walking in with a bag full of groceries. Right. Steak and she's Salad, all happy. Potatoes, she's jump. She's like corn. talking at light speed, joyfully walking in. She's like, "I'm cooking dinner tonight." Congratulating, right. you know, congratulations. Harry. I bought it. I know you're gonna be able to pay me back. Like for one, why is she? Where? Why is Harry? And if gonna you pay have her money, back? yeah. Why are you not pitching in yeah. here? <laughs> why aren't you pitching in any other? Yeah. You know, yeah, Maybe you should buy dinner once in a while, right? Yeah. Uh, so she brings the groceries into the into the kitchen, and I like this one liner by Laura here because she comes walking in and she goes, "Put those turnips away. We're eating steaks tonight." And Laura looks at her and yeah, goes, this is good. "What did you hit a cow?" Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, that, that is fucking awesome right yeah. there. That was that was a good that was a good jab right there. Yeah. Like, Jesus, how many turnips have they been eating? Like Laura's just in I know such it's just been turnip for weeks on end now. <laughs> have they the really been doing the depression thing? Yeah, they've been going hard on the depression thing. Good lord! So, <laughs> so that's when Carl and uh, Harriet walk into the kitchen with them, and you know they're looking like. You know, be- bewildered and everything. Like, yeah. What's going on? Like, and Carl's like, well, unfortunately, you know, Harriet didn't get the job. Everyone's been assuming that she got the job. Uh, um, no, Rachel. Is Rachel's the only, the only who one assumed at this point. And she got the phone call. Yeah, right. and I don't think the other family really knows because Harriet just walked in. Right. And Carl's the only one that knows that she didn't get the job. So they walk in and they're like, well, you know, you know, we appreciate you getting the groceries, or whatever, but you know, Harriet didn't get the job. Right. And this is when you get Rachel saying, well, I talked to Mr. Seeger earlier, and it seemed like he yeah, was... Yeah, I can't believe he t- turned you down after all the nice things he all said All the nice things he was right. saying about you. And she's like, you talked to Mr. Seeger? And she's like, yeah, on the phone, you know, a couple hours ago or whatever. Said something about a speech? While you were out watching the double feature. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not getting a job wasting money on movies. Right. <laughs> Probably watching Rambo 3 carry over from the first episode. Yep. Uh, right wh- while you're out spending money, uh, Mr. Seeger had called and uh, and wanted you to call him back or whatever. Right. So she goes, let me get on the phone and call him. So she gets on the phone and she does this. Every sitcom does it. Yeah. Where she gets on the phone. phone trope. Yeah, she plays it down. It plays it down like, yup. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then the grandmother walks in. 
Which, by the way, understandably is for the benefit of these other people. Yeah. If I'm Mr. Seeger, I'm like, you ungrateful bitch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 100%. You turned me around. I could give this to anybody. You're underqualified. No, you Why are you pi- giving me the one word answers? You just picturing him on the other line going, you got the job, you know, that. Speech, yeah, he's you know, all he's fired up. Yeah. And she's like, uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. everything oh, okay? Great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Harriet. Yeah. yeah. And then the grandmother walks in and was like, did she get the job or whatever? And Carl's like, well, we, we'll know in a second. She, picked- she either did or she didn't. Yeah, I love that line, actually. Where oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Brian, you got to say are the I guess those are the options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, that was the hardest. Boiling it down. By the way, for the whole first episode to be so grandma- this episode, not, not a, a fucking piece. I think this no. is the first time she showed up, except for the the, the depression dinner. Maybe right. That the was di- a, no depression uh, dinner. She she does the medication line in oh, the, okay, when he's okay, paying okay, his yeah. bills. So, but three quick. Yeah. Well, things. now we're into what the grandma role really is, just yeah. to have those. Yeah, that quick line. Yeah, just a quick, quick jab. Wine liners and yeah. And this made me laugh out yeah. loud when she was like, "Well, those are the two options." Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had to rewind it because we were talking during it, and he goes, "You got to rewind it and listen to her." Yeah. So we rewinded it, and I was like, "Yeah, that was legit kind of funny. That was yeah, a quick yeah. one." Yeah. Uh, so she hangs up the phone, and she just belts it out. Yeah. I got the job. She's doing those dance. And those moments are when you want a studio audience because that studio audience goes batshit. Well, yeah, we're going to get a studio audience response here. Okay. Because they're all happy. Rachel's happy now. Rachel's like pointing at people. You get this. You get this done. You get the potatoes. For the big dinner. Grandma, you get the the, the bread cut, this and that. So Harriet kind of grabs Carl and gives him a hand job in the the living room. Grabs him, yeah. pulls him into the living room, and gives him a big old wet one. Yeah. And all of a sudden you hear, ooh. Yeah. And that was the first time I noticed the laugh track or the, the audience yeah. at, at all. Which like, they didn't do that when they uh, kissed on the porch uh, when he was well, giving this her was a big a, speech. This was a hearty kiss. Yeah, oh, this, this was, was the, the big this time. Was a good this was one. pulling somebody into yeah. another room. Yeah, this was, hey, let's she go upstairs. She shut the door. Yeah. Let's, let's pornographic. Get this done. Right. If this wasn't a, uh, a G-rated show, this would have been, let's go upstairs right now, baby, and get yeah. this done right now. You know Carl's into handcuff play. Was <laughs> <laughs> he handcuffs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only if he wears a sweater, a sweatshirts or sweaters, uh, yeah. <laughs> and nothing else. He's a submissive, <laughs> just a sweater. That's what I wrote down. Private kiss. Yeah, uh, with the audience. Submissive. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I could see Harry as a dominatrix. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, she can I say that after you guys went off about the Eddie thing, the first thing in my thought process was after all this at the very end here isn't it a very big missed sitcom opportunity for them to celebrate and he goes so now can i have my 70 dollars yeah, back and that isn't that the perfect end to the episode yeah, that would have been a good ending to and the a episode. freeze frame with him with a little freeze shrug frame. with oh a little shrug oh. yeah and carl just doing that like pursed lip kind of like yeah. head down like yeah yeah you know like <laughs> yeah I mean, luckily like, they don't really? do that corny stuff in this show but i did i hands it over to him and it ends with that saxophone <laughs> <laughs> Miller Boyette or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was Miller Boyette. But him, like, begrudgingly, like, (laughs) handing the... I remember he deserves well, to fucking do that. Get in the high top. All of them. 
I don't Growing know. Pains, Who's the Boss? Growing Pains, oh. oh, Who's the Boss? Yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's classic. It's or oh Mr. Belvedere. I remember that. <laughs> Just a free frame right at the end. The, the quick joke at the end. Yeah. Yo. Family ties all the time. Some quick <laughs> Alex B. Keaton shit going on. Or that who's like the idiot cousin in Step by Step? Cody. Cody. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, Ooh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> with the Southern California. Yeah. Like. Oh my God. So uh, I guess we could start off. Uh, we got like a couple more minutes here. Um, have you guys, uh, either one of you guys, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. Have you guys ever experienced like a, a financial um, kind of crisis in the family? Like, like they've had to kind of deal with, like, with maybe your mom or your dad losing their job. And, oh yeah, and kind of. My dad was in the union. Yep. So when they would go on strike, stop. Trying. We'd have to. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. If you're listening, by the way, this two months prior. Yeah, by exactly, the way, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. The memes with the robot thing. <laughs> I haven't seen any. If I you have. have them, I have friends. I haven't seen that either. I have that's friends so that funny. work at Stop and Shop, and I feel so fucking bad for them. Yeah, like, they're really trying to fu- like fuck. It's a them. lot of demand yeah. on the it's Stop and Shop side. A, yeah, they're basically like, can regardless, we fire half of you, and they're like, yeah, no. We're just regardless, the robot memes are the best. Because I, the clean up I, the I fucking janitor robot that they have. Yeah, the one that yeah. follows people around. Oh yeah. my! I have yet to seen one that you know is a total fucking spy robot. I would strike too I'd be like You know this motherfucker's Just following me around All day to make sure I'm working I'm like I used to just sit in the back And jerk off Now this robot comes in And fucking Dude I worked Yeah I worked at Stop and Chop I worked at Stop and Chop For like Well he's supposed to find Messes in the aisles So you know Yeah He'd be a great cleanup bot Can I have him for home When I'm jerking off He's like whistling While he's 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 like twirling His eyes are already Bulging out at you Like they just get bigger Imagine he He went back there And you were just jerking off And he started jerking you off And after you finished He just gave you the pink slip And he came over the stomach (laughs) Or he started Cleaning you up, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. He just does he's the cleanup bot. So like, you jerk off on the floor, and then he just hovers over it for a while, and it's all clean and shiny, dude. I, let me tell you, I'm glad we didn't have that robot because the shit. When I worked at Stop and Shop, that was like my first job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like I would literally, I would just get high and like eat. Like, so everyone was like, every morning they'd prep a ton of fruit and put them in these big bins, and we had this like. Fruit closet, like produce closets, not produce, but we were produce, but we had the salad bar closet. So that would, the cut up fruit that's prepped would be put in packages and like sold or put in the salad bar. They don't even do salad bars anymore because they were fucking gross. The shit we would do. Stop and chop. They they redid the, yeah, there's a stop and chop one by me. They do those in the olive bars too. Those are a little cleaner, but. Yeah. The the fucking I would just sit in that closet and just open the bins up and just eat the fruit like sitting down <laughs> for like forty minutes at a time like I, and it would just like all like half the work that someone did in the morning. You know what? I was on the worker side until you started talking. Now I think I'm a little <laughs> I'm completely a company man on this one. Oh man, we'd have fights with the freaking seafood department, like just tomatoes getting thrown everywhere. Oh, oh, here it was we the go. Best. Yep. That's one go. of my favorite things to do when I bring my kids and we go grocery shopping, and they always want to see the lobsters. I always get they're like, "Oh, this is great!" Like they're at the aquarium. I'm like, 
These things are literally, they can't move because there's so many in here and yeah. they're all marked it's for so slaughter. so much cheaper than the aquarium, like, though. Oh, yeah, they love it. It's great. They're climbing over each other. Yeah. It's just gross to yeah. watch. It, as it like is an gross adult. when you think about it, those lobster tanks. Oh, it's horrible. Tanks. It's horrible, but they love watching it. My wife, she's a vegetarian. My kids are vegetarian. So it's like really bad the for me wor- to do this, but I'm like, but they, this is the only time they're not running around like maniacs. The worst thing ever is I've never personally seen <laughs> one, but I watched Bar Rescue. Yeah. And he, he hates them. Uh, the oh, places yeah. that have the claw. Yeah, where the claw will come down and pick up a lobster, oh, and that'll be your lobster. I've never seen that, but it that now sounds the funniest. That sounds like crazy. such a Cracker Barrel move. Why does John <laughs> Taffer? <laughs> it sounds like such a Cracker Barrel move. Why does John Taffer hate him? Because he, well, for one, it's cruelty to the lobsters. <laughs> uh, yeah, sit there and have a claw pick you up. And then uh, for two, um, does it yeah, have the remote, going to your though? death anyway? Yeah, no, you you, you, you have the joystick with and everything, odds. and you drop the claw. That's oh, like you could miss? Yes. That, oh, <laughs> the cruelty oh, like is so hilarious in that. So, That's what I'm saying. It sounds like such a Cracker Barrel movie. So he hates it for that, and then he hates it on top of that. He just thinks it's a, a very bad gimmicky uh, concept that makes your your. Establishment looks like trash. Oh, well, I'm gonna agree, which it does. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, the claw machine, uh, lobster claw machine, is. But we're a, sitting here tacky. laughing about it at the same time. Oh yeah, well, it's I funny w- until you see it, and you're like, oh. <laughs> these things do exist. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, it seems like a Simpsons thing that they would do, yeah. where you're like, just, yeah, no, it's you're at a diner somewhere, and you get to play the game to pick out your lobster. Yeah, Homer's deal, just man. struggling with it. Yeah, exactly. So but, your dad worked for the union. You're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Brian, real quick, have you uh, have you ever you know experienced anything like they experienced during this episode? No, we were very well off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, hey, that's fine because I'm going the opposite way. We were just always poor, so we just never. Yeah, so the, you, you live within your means. We yeah. lived within yeah. our means, dude. Like we lived in Maine, so like I don't even think we had a mic. Uh, people think it's crazy, but I never even had a microwave. Like. We need, I didn't even know what a microwave was until I moved to Connecticut. Like, better oh, off. Is this thing like uh, we didn't Should have any kind of like like TV? We like legit. This is like 1995. I still lived up there, and we legit maybe got ten channels on our mm. TV. Yeah. So like, yeah, it, there wasn't much going on. Up oh yeah, there. I remember those days. But you're watching TGIF every Friday. We were watching. Yeah, we, I mean, get, we had the regular. Cable, yeah, it's uh, basic cable. I didn't know. Or, well, what, not even basic cable. No, I didn't know what MTV yeah. was. I didn't know what uh, ESPN was. Right, like none of those. Like they just didn't get up there. Like we had one cable company uh. in the whole town. It was called Beeline. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and it was just what we had. I mean, they, people make a Beeline to get the fuck out of Maine. <laughs> I mean, realistically, still now, now to this day, I think. The only cell phone services up there is Verizon and like their local, like right. their local telephone company has like a one line somewhere. Just some one tower. Just some guy standing on a hilltop <laughs> with a much. with a satellite beam. We we use cans back in the day. It's like the guy from the Great Outdoors <laughs> who keeps getting struck by lightning. It's Weird. that fucking guy. We had cans and strings yeah. attached to like each house, and we just talked into them and. Yeah, that's how that was our telephone. Verizon's yeah. still Bell Atlantic Mobile out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> my grandmother, my grandmother has that service, and I she I, has I, Bell Atlantic, moments. dude. She might. It might be something crazy like that because I looked at her phone the last time I was up. She still there. has a pager. And no, it was. It's. <laughs> it's. It looks like an iPhone, but it's not an iPhone. Right. And it's like. I, I don't even know what brand a J it is. phone. <laughs> what like is a, this? I, 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 it might be a cricket. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, yeah. But she's got a burner. Pretty much a yeah. burner phone, but that's their regular phones, right? Like they buy burner phones as their regular phones. Smart. Yeah. Keep the government off your best. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, my family always just grew up within our means. We were never rich. We were never poor. Right. We were just kind of like in the middle somewhere. Yeah, just getting by. Yeah, pretty much. My dad was a paper maker his whole life. Same thing I do now. Right. Uh, it's not like the lavish of lives, but and my a mom always had a maker. job. My mom was a chef, uh, like a cook. So what's a paper maker? We make paper. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Oh, cool. Know like, a mil, like, a mil, like a mill, like a like a mill kind of. Like, yeah, a mill, like a yeah. paper mill. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. It's not. A, it's he's not. It's not a rap lyric. He's yeah. not saying. I used to say that all the time. On my like, Facebook like, thing. My, I don't know if that was I a fancy work, name. I was like, I'm making paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just had like the money things flying paper, around. Paper, paper, money, money. <laughs> Where's their paper mill around here? Um, I mean, uh, I don't like disclosing where I am, but uh, it's in uh southeastern Connecticut. Oh, all right. Sorry yeah. to put you on this. No. Like, you can tell me, yeah. Chad's <laughs> the worst person in witness protection that just does multiple podcasts. <laughs> blasting out from wherever he is. I have a disclosed area where we podcast from. So, yeah. Uh, I never mentioned where I podcast from. So right. we can talk about this off, off sure. the air here. We'll go off, the, <laughs> off the record. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, just to wrap it up real quick, um, I really enjoyed this episode. I did too. Um, I thought it was. A it's l- a step I up. thought it was a, a big Major step up from the first one. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, in the long run, you would you, obviously because it was a pilot episode. Uh, probably, uh, it was just poorly put together, and uh, you know whatever sketched together. Usually they are. So yeah. The turnips um, thing was a little drastic. The thing I found bizarre is that based on the air date, the pilot came out and they put this episode out the week after. Like it wasn't like usually pilots come out and they go, oh, now you got picked up so you can do episodes later. Yeah. And it's like, no, they went bam. Yeah. But they might have maybe aired the pilot again. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking that they probably the aired season. the pilot again because... I don't it's know. I went by IMDb and they were like first originally yeah. aired this time, oh, wow. and then it was a week do you, later. Do you, do you, That's do you, odd. I, I don't. I don't know the whole. Which process. I'm like to switch Judy's in a week is <laughs> yeah. fucking. Well, I don't know the whole process. <laughs> they don't. They don't give the pilot to somebody first before they put it out to the. No, public. they're supposed to. Usually, pilots the the they just find a time to air the pilot and then based on the response, they still do that. Yeah, usually no, a couple well, that's months. an '80s thing. That's, oh, a, that's right. an they old don't do that 80s, anymore. They just thing. pick up a show now, right? Now it's I think like they do pilots, but they they do mid season stuff or things like that to where they'll put out, but they don't usually put like an episode out. Yeah, and if anything, they would, you know, you have so many different ways of testing it now to where they could be like, we put it on streaming. The first four episodes are available now, and then they see like how it does that way yeah. or what have you. Yeah. There's so many other ways to do it now. It's a different world completely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Um, uh, we're going to do our plugs right now. Andrew, uh, please plug away. 
Yeah, I uh, I also do uh, a podcast because why not? Uh, I do the who doesn't do a podcast exactly. Uh, I do the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast, uh, where we do Netflix original movie reviews every week. Uh, Chad's been on a couple times uh, doing uh, Christmas Chronicles back on the holiday season and Paddleton more mm-hmm. recently. Uh, and who the hell knows by the time this airs uh, whether I can list you again. Yeah, um, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's a good show, so I definitely recommend that. Find that on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts, um, or on fistfulofjokes.com. And you can find me on social media at jokes on Drew on Twitter and Instagram. Nice, Brian. Yeah, this Thursday I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm in a so great by the time this one comes yeah. out, it's been. Three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to plug it because I'm actually on the show with Andrew. And yeah, I think it's he's very great. timely. Yeah. Except do you, for the do fact that ha- Do you have any, now. like, weekly shows that you do or uh, I do. Monthly? Uh, there's um, a lot of stuff that's, like, doesn't really have a specific time slot, but... But I have a location. If uh, you're comfortable with me disclosing uh, my <laughs> location where I yeah. can be found at a lot yeah. is... Uh, I'm one of the artistic directors at the CT Comedy Theater in downtown Hartford, Connecticut, and uh, there's a lot of great stuff there, um, basically Friday through Sunday and a lot of times during the week as well. I love that place. And you um, missed an awesome show. You missed a great show. <laughs> that I, th- I think it was great. Back in April <laughs> for when the Avengers came out, uh, another podcast, uh, Chuck and Brad. Brad and Chuck. Brad and, and Chuck. Brad yeah. and Chuck. Um, uh, did a re- reimagining live performance of the Avengers, and and we got to do stand up in front of it, and we killed, of course. I think and, we. And killed. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying this because I mean, there's no really more me pointing. No point. I'm gonna I'm gonna promote it a little bit. Um, and it's kind of weird because it's already happened. Yes, yeah. But they do an amazing show. Yeah, I, I seen the Jurassic Park one. Oh yeah, and uh, it's really super funny how they do it. Awesome. Uh, it's With, a like very good alternative. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he draws them without, uh, without. Uh, so Brad draws them, and he's not a great so, artist at and all. He's not a great it's artist, just like at little all. kid drawing. And right. So and Brad hasn't seen the drawings yet. <laughs> oh, okay. So Brad so writes to, out the storyline. Chuck and then has they to show him at the same guess time. Guess what's happening? Oh, okay. He's like looking at the drawings. Yeah, and then he has to kind of like come up with it on the spot, like what's going on or whatever. Right. And uh, it's it's really good. They do a really good job on it. So oh, it's sweet. I highly recommend seeing that if uh, in the future, I guess. Yeah, and you get a couple of funny guys beforehand, <laughs> apparently. Well, maybe not in the next one, but... Uh, well, Stosh, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's great. Yeah. All right, and as always, you can find... Uh, if you already found this one and listened to it, you know where to find it. Uh, but you can also go on all the social medias and find it on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter, all at uh, Family Chatters. Um, hit us up on Twitter, especially because we're going to be tweeting out a lot and getting your feedback on some episodes and stuff. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Brian. And uh, love you guys. Bye. <laughs>